From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I am your host, Mike De Niro. Before we get into the show today, I want to thank all our fans for supporting the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, hitting that download button, checking us out today, and inviting us into your home on this Monday morning. Thank you so much for supporting the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod and on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. And make sure you check out the YouTube page. We have clips of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast up there, and it is lit. So make sure you check that out. Today, we have a super stacked show for you. We're going to be talking about SmackDown from Friday. Friday night, the first SmackDown outside of the Thunderdome with fans there. We're going to be talking about WWE's Money in the Bank pay-per-view. We'll be talking about Impact Wrestling's Slammiversary pay-per-view. And we're going back in time to 1996. We're going to be doing the March 25th episodes of WCW Nitro versus WWF Monday Night Raw. So let's get into that Super Stack show right now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We have a stacked show for you today. We're going to be talking about a whole lot today. We are got, we are got, what y'all got? What does that mean? We have a lot of shit for you. Not a lot of news, so we're going to go right into the reviews. That rhymes, look at that, I'm a rapper. Smackdown, the first Smackdown live with a crowd in over 70 weeks. We're talking about Smackdown from this past Friday. Bro, this was a really good show. This is the first SmackDown in over 15 months with fans. Like I said, we are live from Texas. The show starts out with an amazing video package. The same video package that Vince McMahon put on his Twitter page earlier in the week. Welcoming back the fans of the WWE Universe. And the first face you see to welcome people back. The boss, Vince McMahon, comes out. He tells the crowd some love. He tells the crowd, where have you been? Really cool way. Only he could pull it off like that. Next, we got the head of the table coming out, Roman Reigns. He's out with the Usos, and right off the bat, we starting it out hot. It is Roman Reigns and the Usos versus Edge and the Mysterios. This was a really good matchup. Lots of great action in this matchup. I really enjoyed it. I think that Edge looks like a million bucks. Rey Mysterio looked really good in this. Roman Reigns looked like a monster. In the end, Jay Uso pulled up. He pulled out the roll-up on Rey Mysterio to pick up the wins for the Bloodline. There was a big uh, brawl between Roman and Edge afterwards. Edge took out Roman. Yo, it is crazy. We got, you know, Edge, he hit the, what's called? He hit the spear. He got the bar, and he uh, put the crossface on Roman. Edge has got a lot of momentum going into the pay-per-view. Next, Edge is uh, seen backstage. He's being interviewed, asking about how he's feeling. Seth Rollins interrupts him, and he says that 
if Edge walks out as the WWE Universal Champion, he's next in line and he will finish the job that he started a while ago when he had his foot on his neck and threatened to end his career. That should be a really good matchup. I've been talking about how SummerSlam is on the build to a dream match between Seth Rollins and Edge. And if that does indeed happen, which it looks like it most certainly is going to be happening after I talk about Money in the Bank, you'll know why. This is going to be one hell of a dream match in my opinion. Uh, next, we got Sami Zayn. He comes out. He says that there's a conspiracy against him, and he wants all the fans to chant justice for Sami. And then, surprise, surprise, Finn Balor has returned. He is here, and he attacks Sami Zayn. He destroys Sami Zayn. Finn Balor no longer with NXT. He is officially a part of the SmackDown roster, which is really cool. Excited to see what Finn Balor has here on SmackDown. Hopefully, this uh, main event, well, main roster push and run will be better than his last main roster run because his last one was, it started out hot, but after the injury, it got a little shaky, you know what I mean? We got a rematch from last week between Shotzi and Knox versus Tamina and Natty. This, again, was a non-title match, which I don't get. If they beat the champions last week, shouldn't they be, you know, wrestling for the titles? But this is a non-title match, you know, WWE logic. And Shotzi and Knox pick up the victory again. They are on a roll. These NXT call-ups or, you know, these NXT moves to the main roster or to SmackDown, they have definitely been in the call-ups favor because Finn Balor destroys Sami Zayn. Knox and Shotzi have been on a roll. We are being told that soon Tony Storm will be making her debut. Yeah, it's looking good for these NXT call-ups, I just got to say, and I'm, I'm really happy because WWE needs a shake-up. I've been saying that for a while. They need a shakeup. So, really cool to see that. Next, we got a SmackDown Women's Champion. It is Carmella versus Bianca Belair. This was a really fun match. The crowd is so behind Bianca Belair. They love Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair picks up the victory here against Carmella. We have a match between Otis and Cesaro, and Cesaro loses. Otis wins, and I am so fucking tired of the stop-start pushing for Cesaro. I think that at this point, if you're not going to appreciate the fucking Swiss Superman then let him go elsewhere. Because at this point, come on. Cesaro was just beating Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Now he's losing to Otis, and Cesaro is going to stay in that spot while Seth Rollins moves on to Edge in a main event spot at SummerSlam. Like, come on, man. Cesaro definitely deserves more. But anyway, next on the show, we got Baron Corbin coming out. He, he This is a funny-ass segment, man. Baron Corbin is depressed. Baron Corbin's talking about how he he started a crowdfunding site and needs people to donate for him to pay his bills. They said that he's asking for $100,000. Kevin Owens interrupts. Baron Corbin drops to a knee in depression. He asks Kevin Owens for help. He says, obviously, you don't spend a lot on your wardrobe, so would you mind helping me out? Kevin Owens hits the stunner, and this leads us right into our main event, and we have a stacked main event. Big E versus Kevin Owens versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus Seth fucking Rollins. This was a great matchup, great match for the crowd too because they were just really getting some crazy-ass pops here. Really cool to see. In the end, though, Seth Rollins picks up the victory. This SmackDown was an absolute banger. I enjoyed this a lot. I gave this a 4.5 out of 5 because everything on the SmackDown connected. Everything on the SmackDown hit, and it was so great to see the fans back. This had more of a great feeling, in my opinion, than WrestleMania. So I, And by WrestleMania, I don't mean the card. I mean WrestleMania with the fans being there, not not the fucking, uh, not, you know, this was bigger than WrestleMania. I just feel like the, the feel of the crowd, because it was in an open stadium, you felt that energy a whole lot more here. So this was a better environment than WrestleMania. That's what I want to say. 
4.5, great SmackDown. We are now going to jump to Sunday because this leads us right into WWE's Money in the Bank, which was one hell of a fucking show. WWE is really putting out some bangers here. I got to say, I got to say, I talked a lot of shit. I talked a lot of shit, but I shouldn't have talked that shit because the Thunder Dome is done. And we are back with the live crowds and WWE's putting out some bangers. And yo, let me tell you, Money in the Bank, if you haven't seen it, go out of your way. But fuck Peacock. Fuck Peacock. These streaming issues gotta stop. Peacock needs to stop fucking around with the WWE fan base. You bought the goddamn, you bought that fucking uh, WWE Network. You got the rights. Stop fucking around with him. Stop fucking around with that shit. The main event, the men's, uh, the men's money in the bank match, the streaming issues were unbearable. WWE had to put out tweets: "Stop the stream, go back on, restart the stream." That's bullshit, yo. I'm sick of that. And I know it's going to happen from time to time. You know, WWE Network wasn't perfect either, but Peacock doesn't give a shit about the WWE. They don't give a shit about it. So why do you think that they're going to really fucking take this shit serious? As long as people watch The Office and fucking, you know, all that shit. It's like, oh, you know, WWE, they're just, they're just there. It's okay. Oh, we'll, we'll be better next time. That's bullshit. But anyway, the stream issues did not ruin the show for me. But we come back, we're going to be talking about WWE Money in the Bank. We're going to be talking about all the surprises and everything that went down. Live last night on Money in the Bank when we come back. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to get into WWE's Money in the Bank. This was a really good show. If you haven't seen it, make sure you go out of your way to see this show because everything was really, really good on this show. Not one bad complaint, not one bad match. The only thing that was fucked up was the streaming issues by Peacock. But you know what? Fuck Peacock. We're going to be talking about 
all the action that went down at Money in the Bank. So let's talk all about it right now. Before we can even get into the show, we got to talk about how on the pre-show, we have new SmackDown Tag Team Champions, seven-time champions, the Usos defeated the Mysterios. And it's about time because the Usos is a lot better team because the Mysterios, you know, it was nice, nice because they had a son and a father as the champions. But let's be real, Dominic was not holding his end of the bargain. It was all on Papa Ray. So, good job, Usos. Next, we start the Money in the Bank pay-per-view with the Women's Money in the Bank match. Alexa Bliss versus Liv Morgan, Nikki Ash, Natalia, Tamina, Selena Vega, Naomi, Asuka. Yo, this, this match is stacked. This match is stacked. Really good fucking matchup, though. The women really busted their ass here in this matchup. Really cool spots. Cool to see Alexa kind of, you know, going back to who she was with a twist of this new gimmick. So, cool to see that. You know, I'm not hating on that. Liv Morgan. I thought Liv Morgan was going to win this fucking matchup. Liv Morgan was over like hell. She was getting some really good spots in. They've been building her up on SmackDown. I thought she was really going to be taking this one away. But in the end, it is Nikki Ash who wins this really fun matchup. Nikki Ash is Mrs. Money in the Bank. So she could cash in at any time against either Shark. Well, I don't want to spoil the, the women's match. I think I already fucking did, but whatever. Either Charlotte or against Bianca Belair for the next year. She could do that whenever she wants. Really good matchup. I really enjoyed it. Next, we got the Usos backstage with the Chief. Roman Reigns, he takes credit for the Usos tag title reign. And you can see the Usos are a little fucking salty about that. The Usos show love to Roman nonetheless, but they seem a little hesitant when they hug. They were like, ugh, you little fuckface. You know what I mean? Ugh, you little fuckface. Yeah. Next, on the Raw side, we got a tag team title match. We got AJ Styles and Omos versus the Viking Raiders. And I got to say, this match was a banger. AJ Styles... He was obviously one of the most over guys all night. That crowd popped hard for AJ Styles, as they should. The phenomenal AJ Styles is one of the best fucking wrestlers of all time. I don't even want to hit oh, today. No, of all time. So, real talk, shouts to AJ Styles, you know what I mean? But shouts to that crowd for showing AJ that love. But they showed everybody love. It was a really good matchup. You know, AJ Styles and Omos as a team has really been growing on me more now that they have got a lot of chemistry with each other. It was a crazy spot where Omos hit in the... Well, Omos threw AJ over the top rope and AJ hit a Hurricanrana onto one of the Raiders. Yo, that was insane. Crazy spot. Like I said, they've really been growing on me. In the end, Styles and Omos pick up the victory. This was a banger. I really, didn't, I really, really enjoyed this matchup. Cool to see AJ retain that tag team champion and get a lot of love and crowd support. Next, we got a promo by Drew McIntyre, but my, my Peacock stream was a little fucked up here. That's why I didn't really get to hear too much of what McIntyre was saying. It was a little choppy in and out. But after that, on the Raw side, we got the WWE World Title match. Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston. And this was an absolute squash because Bobby Lashley decimated, destroyed, conquered, disintegrated, annihilated Kofi Kingston. Bobby Lashley looked like a million bucks in this matchup. He absolutely destroyed Kofi Kingston. Like I said, this was like a glorified squash match. Bobby Lashley going into SummerSlam is looking like a monster. I just hope it's not against Goldberg. But Bobby Lashley, he retains his title against Kofi Kingston in this matchup. 
We next get the Raw Women's Tag Team Match. A lot of Raw matches stacked up right here. We got Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. The crowd really wanted to see Becky Lynch. They were chanting for Becky Lynch. At one point, Charlotte flips the crowd off. You know, they 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 went black there and they uh, censored that out. Charlotte picks up the victory. Really good matchup. They were able to take the crowd away from chanting Becky Lynch and getting really behind this matchup, which is a testament to Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. This was the match from the crowd that they should have had at WrestleMania, but because of the pandemic, they couldn't back in uh, what's called 2020. So this was a really good matchup. Charlotte picks up the victory. She is now like a, a billionth time women's champion, but nonetheless, really good matchup. Money in the bank time. This is where the stream started to get really shaky and a lot of people had streaming issues with Peacock. WWE had to put on their Twitter to exit out the stream and retry it. But like I said, Peacock really needs to get this shit together because this is horrible. I thought I wasn't going to be able to see this matchup. But nonetheless, we still got to see the matchup. It was Matt Riddle versus Nakamura versus Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens versus Drew McIntyre versus John Morrison versus Ricochet versus Big E in the men's Money in the Bank match. And this was a great freaking matchup, y'all. Everybody in this matchup had a lot of shine. But we got to talk about our boy Ricochet. Ricochet looked like a freaking superhero out there. The shit that he was pulling out, it's not even human, man. His balance is insane. He was channeling his inner Ray Phoenix with his balance. The spot where he got pushed from the ladder to the ropes and hit a fucking senton. That was crazy. That was nuts. The crowd was really behind him. The crowd was really behind a lot of guys here. They really were behind John Morrison here with the Johnny Drip Drip chance. John Morrison with a lot of double team work with Seth Rollins. Uh, Matt Riddle was on fire in this matchup. Drew McIntyre was on fire in this matchup too, but was taken out by Jinder Mahal and the Posse or whatever he calls them motherfuckers. The, the, the fucking the Maharaja Posse or whatever. I, I made that shit up. But anyway, Jinder Mahal takes out Drew McIntyre. So we're going to go down with that feud. I could fucking care less between that those two guys. But yeah, yeah, this was just insane. A lot of crazy spots to Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens was getting destroyed. There was moments here where Kevin Owens looked like he could be paralyzed by the shit he was taking. He took a fucking power slam onto the edge part of the ladder and fucking looked like he broke his back. He took a fall from the top of the ladder to another ladder to the outside, broke the ladder, but it also looked like he hit the back of his head on one of the rungs. A lot of punishment to Kevin Owens, man. The guy always puts his body on the line. In the end, it looked like Seth Rollins was going to win. But Big E comes out of nowhere, hits the big ending from the top of a ladder, goes up there, picks the fucking, uh, takes off the briefcase. He is Mr. Money in the Bank. Well deserved. Big E is a superstar here, and he's definitely a world champion in the making. He is long overdue. The guy has all the tools. He has the personality. He has the size. He has the ability. And I think having Big E versus Roman Reigns will be a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal matchup. That is if Roman Reigns could survive his next contender at SummerSlam, which we'll be talking about coming up right now. Because next it is Roman Reigns versus Edge here in the main event. And this matchup was phenomenal. We had a really good matchup here. This had a real big fight feel between the crowd being there and being strongly behind both Edge and uh, Roman Reigns. Behind, you know, they, these guys busted their ass. They had a real big fight feel. Then they put on a big fight because it was a great fucking matchup. I really enjoyed this matchup. Uh, we had interferences here by the Usos who were taken out by Mysterios. Then we had Seth Rollins comes out. He super kicks Edge. Edge then hits Roman Reigns with the spear. There's no referee. There's a ref bump. 
just there's just a lot of craziness in this matchup. A lot of shit went down, and yeah, honestly, it it was a real good main event here. This was a proper match to put on the main event. In the end, due to the distraction of Seth Rollins, Edge did come up short. Roman Reigns hits the spear. He gets the victory. Roman Reigns stands tall while Seth Rollins and Edge are going to go forth in their feud. Roman Reigns is still the tribal chief. We had a big brawl between Seth Rollins and Edge after this. They're brawling all over. They brawl into the crowd. The crowd's going crazy. Roman Reigns gets on the mic. He says now that there's no more challengers. Everyone needs to acknowledge him. And then that's when it happened. All right, that was horrible. But John Cena makes his return. You know, it's John Cena! He makes his return. Crowd goes absolute ape shit. John Cena gets the biggest pop of the night. The crowd goes insane for this. John Cena runs down to the ring. He hits Roman Reigns with the you can't see me. Yo, freaking, what, what, what's the saying? What's the saying? Uh, Distance makes the heart grow fonder or absence makes the heart grow fonder, whatever the fuck it is. But all I know is when John Cena left, they were chanting, Cena sucks. And when John Cena returns, they were going out of their fucking mind for John Cena. So was I. I got chills when he came out. That pop was huge. Really, really cool moment here. John Cena versus Roman Reigns, SummerSlam. Seth Rollins, Edge, SummerSlam. SummerSlam is looking like a great show. I really hope that Raw could fucking pull out some really good matches. Because right now, SmackDown looks like they might as well just have a fucking brand exclusive show with SummerSlam. Because it is looking stacked. Great show here for the WWE. Great two shows back to back with SmackDown and Summer. Well, SmackDown and Money in the Bank. I mean, I just hope they could keep the momentum going for Raw because Raw has been ass. So let's let's keep that momentum going. Raw has a crowd tonight. I'm excited to see that. Really good show. I'm giving this show a 4.5 out of five. It was on par with that SmackDown, but maybe even better. So 4.75, maybe it was really that good in my opinion. But. WWE didn't just command the fucking weekend. We had another amazing pay-per-view this weekend from another company, Impact Wrestling. Slammiversary was one hell of a fucking show. It took place on Saturday night. So when we come back, we'll be running down Impact Wrestling Slammiversary 2021, the 19th anniversary of TNA slash Impact Wrestling. So you don't want to miss this. Stay tuned. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day... 
your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We're about to get into Slammiversary 2021, the 19th anniversary of TNA slash Impact Wrestling. As you know, we love Impact Wrestling on this program, so we always are talking about it. But this was such a stacked show. Let's get into the show right now. It was one hell of a freaking show. Slammiversary 2021 starts out with the signature match of the X Division. We have, well, first first we have an opening package here. That, that was really amazing. Talk about the history of TNA and the history of Sammy Callahan. It's narrated by the late Barry Scott. Rest in peace. This was the real you know, narrator of Impact and TNA way back in the day. And all the big shows was narrated by Barry Scott. We have the X Division here. By the way, the fans are back. Not many fans. We have like maybe at most 75 fans in the building. But hey, it's better than none. Actual crowd support is a lot. It goes a far, far away. X Division matchup, X Division title matchup, Ultimate X, Trey Miguel versus PD Williams versus Chris Bay versus Rohit Raju versus Ace Austin versus the walking weapon Josh Alexander. Great matchup. Josh Alexander was hella over. Insane spots, innovative spots. There's been at this point at least 45 Ultimate X matches and some pullout spots that we have never seen before. That is really, really cool. Uh, really innovative thinking by Rohit Raju, who was trying to, you know, figure out different ways to get to the X. He he pulled a rope. He threw a rope over the X and tried to climb up the X. He goes from under the ring. He pulls out a bar that has a hook on the bottom. He tries to pull off the uh, belt from the X. Just crazy spots. Homages to past spots where Josh Alexander and Ace Austin. Well, Josh Alexander was up there fighting for the belt with Trey Miguel. And Ace Austin jumps up and he tries to bring it down from the ropes like uh, AJ Styles did in the Ultimate X against PD Williams and Chris Sabin, but it didn't work. That was a cool spot that was like a little paying homage to the uh, to the past of TNA with the Ultimate X matches. Really cool stuff. A crazy-ass Canadian Destroyer from the top of the X by PD Williams, assisted by Josh Alexander. Just insane. In the end, though, Josh Alexander retains his X Division champion. He is still the champion, and this was just an amazing matchup. What a way to start off the show. Next, we got a promo from Don Callis. Tonight, in the main event, he says it is a shame that it's no DQ, but it is going to be in the favor of Kenny Omega, being that he's the toughest man in the world. Next, we got Brian Myers and Tennille Dashwood versus Matt Cardona and a mystery partner. And surprise, surprise, it is Chelsea Green. Which is really cool for many reasons. One, it is cool because this is the first time that Matt Cardona gets to team up with Chelsea Green. His, I think, fiancés, are they married yet? I don't know, but they're together, right? Also, it is cool because Chelsea Green is now a part of Impact Wrestling and Ring of Honor. Which means that there is a working relationship between Ring of Honor and Impact Wrestling. Which is long overdue. It is a stupid ass reason for these fucking companies not to be working together. But... It came out during the week that Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, they're being friendly. MLW and Impact Wrestling being friendly. And NWA and Impact Wrestling, who've been on the outs with each other since uh, Billy Corgan left the uh, Impact Wrestling, they are finally, you know, starting to work together. And we see the results of that later here tonight. 
But really fun matchup. Cardona and Chelsea Green picked up the victory here. Really good matchup. Next, we got W. Morrissey versus Eddie Edwards. This was another really good matchup. I thought this was just going to be a, you know, typical big man versus small man match. But W. Morrissey definitely showed me a lot in this matchup. And so did Eddie. Eddie has a lot of heart. He has a lot of fighting spirit. He actually pulled out a fucking huge suplex and a blue thunder bomb on W. Morrissey, which I didn't think was going to happen. But definitely showed a lot. Both of these guys, I think that this had a really good uh, environment. W. Morrissey looks like he is shaping up to be a megastar here in Impact Wrestling. And I'm so happy to see that. I love the redemption story. Really good matchup here. W. Morrissey picks up the victory by beating Eddie Edwards. He hits him with the chain. And then he hits him with a uh, big boot right to the heart. So W. Morrissey's victorious in this matchup. Next on the show, we have Mahabali Shira and Madman Fulton. They come to the ring. They're pissed off that they were not allowed... At ringside for the Ultimate X matchup. Scott Demore comes out. He says that he's glad they're in the ring. If they want fights, then they're going to get a fight right now. Finn Juice returns. We got an impromptu matchup between uh, Finn Juice and Fulton and uh, Shira. And this was a pretty cool like squash match for Finn Juice. But cool to see Finn Juice back here. Next, we got Moose versus Chris Saban. This was another really good matchup. Chris Saban actually beats Moose. He steals the victory on Moose. Insane. I mean, Moose looked like a million bucks here, right? And Chris Saban's been around for a long time. It is time that they stop fucking around with Moose. Give this guy a goddamn push. Give this guy a run. Why are we having Chris Saban, who is like 100 pounds less and like 5 feet shorter than fucking Moose, lose to, I mean, win against Moose? Why? Why is Moose not being presented like a fucking big-ass deal like he is? We gotta stop. We gotta stop. Moose is the current day Monty Brown. Stop. Moose should have won. Chris Saban didn't need this win. Chris Saban's already established. Moose needed this win. He should have won. Anyway, we get the tag team title match. Four-way match here. Violence by design. Rhino and Joe Doring versus the Good Brothers versus Swan and Willie Mack versus Falaba and a mystery of partner who is replacing TJP who couldn't make the show tonight. It is, surprise, surprise, No Way Jose, former WWE star. Uh, no Way Jose teams up with Falaba here. This was a really good matchup. I really enjoyed this. The Good Brothers pick up the victory. They are once again the Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions. The Good Brothers been on a roll. I've been talking about how... Uh, Carl Anderson is definitely back to his old self. Doc Gallows is on a roll. So really cool to see the Good Brothers get that title back because I really think that this is one of the best underrated tag teams in wrestling. And a lot of people give them hate. But guess what? If you hate them, fuck you. And on a show of mysteries, we get a knockouts title match and Deanna Prazu has a mystery opponent here. And, you know, speculation was going wild. I thought it was going to be Sue Young. But holy shit, was I surprised. Thunder Rosa from the NWA. She answers the challenge here. She goes against Deanna, and this was one hell of a match. But, yo, the crowd was so behind Thunder Rosa. That was such a good matchup, yo. Great surprise here, and cool to see Impact Wrestling working with the NWA. Deanna Peraza picks up the victory nonetheless. She is still your champion, and yet another surprise, because as soon as she wins, Mickey James comes out. She is, you know, here in Impact. She's getting a huge pop. She says that she is in charge of NWA's Empower, the all-women's pay-per-view for the NWA. And she says that she respects 
Diana and wants her a part of that match. Diana says that she, you know, she doesn't want to be a part of that. She says that, of course, everyone's going to come running to Diana now that she's the top women's wrestler in the world. She said, grab your trash bag and get the hell out of here. Mickey slaps her and then hits her with the Mick kick. So we may be getting Diana Perazzo versus Mickey James very soon. Really cool. It is announced that Bound for Glory, the WrestleMania show of Impact Wrestling, will be live from Las Vegas on October 23rd. And they show logos from different companies. We see logos for AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, AAA, and NWA. So we may be getting a big interpromotional showdown between four different companies here at Bound for Glory. That would be really cool to see. Impact World Title Match, Kenny Omega versus Sammy Callahan, no DQ. This was just one hell of a freaking matchup. Craziness. You know, it was even crazy from the start. First of all, when they're being introduced, Don Callis takes the mic, you know, Paul Heyman style, and he introduces Kenny Omega as the god of wrestling. He says, tougher than John Moxley, tougher than Nick Gage. Nick Gage. You know, Nick Gage is on top of the world right now. He's facing Matt Cardona. He's feuding with John Moxley. He's the GCW champion. Is it a possibility that we may be getting Kenny Omega versus Nick fucking Gage? I don't know. But speaking of Nick Gage, we got a big surprise for everybody later this week. I'm not going to say it now, but make sure you follow us on Wrestling DeLorean Pod on Instagram for all the information on that because big surprises are coming to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Anyway, Kenny Omega and Sammy Callahan absolutely destroy themselves. Sammy Callahan pulls out a fucking pizza cutter, Nick Gage style, starts carving Kenny Omega up. He's a bloody mess. Holy shit, there's forks, there's pizza cutters, there's everything in this matchup. They're just hitting each other with everything. Really crazy matchup. In the end, Omega wins this crazy hardcore brawl. He's a bloody mess, but he is still your Impact Wrestling Champion. But this ain't it. The Good Brothers come out, Don Callis comes out, they throw up the two sweet. The lights go out, and holy shit, the biggest surprise of the night, Switchblade Jay White, the leader of the New Japan Pro Wrestling Bullet Club, is here, and he's here to confront the elite. He gets in the, in the ring. They offer him the too sweet to pull it up with them, but then, you know, this is where it got really confusing because we see someone run down, and as we see someone running down, we can't make out who it is, but the stream just cuts, and that's the pay-per-view. It is later announced that it was Finn Juice. They come down, they hit Jay White, and they attack the Elite. But I was really disappointed because I thought, you know, the, the, the tension was being built up. You could cut it with a knife, and you have Jay White in the ring with Kenny Omega, and then the fucking stream just ends. I wish this was on Dynamite, to be honest. You would have had a bigger atmosphere with a larger crowd. But this was a really great way for Impact Wrestling to end the show. Amazing show for Impact Wrestling. I'm giving it a 4.5 out of 5. Great fucking show. It is Monday. So, when we come back, it is the fight for Monday night. We'll be talking about the 1996 March 25th episodes of WCW Nitro and WWF Monday Night Raw, which is the go-home show to WrestleMania 12. So stay tuned. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just don't have a spot for you. 
Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome back to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday. That can only mean one thing. The fight for Monday night where we go back in time and relive the Monday night war. On this episode of the fight for Monday night, it is March 25th, 1996. We're talking about WCW Nitro, the show of uh, what's called the fallout of Uncensored 96. And we're going to be talking about the go home show of WrestleMania 12. Raw has a really stacked show. Nitro has a stacked show. Let's get into all that right now. Let's start out with WCW Monday Nitro. This is the fallout of Uncensored 1996. We start out strong with the Belfast Bruiser versus Macho Man Randy Savage. This is a really, really cool matchup to see. I didn't know that Finley had a match with uh, Randy Savage. But Bruiser's pounding on Randy. Randy makes a comeback and makes the... Victory. It was a quick matchup, but really cool to see these two mix it up in the ring. Mean Gene brings out Ric Flair. He talks about the Giant tonight. He also talks about Lex Luger hitting him and says that Lex Luger always been jealous of him. Next, we got a fun matchup between Conan and Mr. JL. Now, this is the type of Nitro that I like, right? You can have your stars. You can have your big-name guys. But also, give me a little, you know, wrestling. Give me give me the Conans and the JLs and the Guerreros and the Benoits and the Malenkos and the Jerichos. Give me that. This is what I've been clamoring for for a long time. This was a really fun matchup. Conan and Jerry Lynn had a great matchup here. Conan picks up the victory. He's still your United States champion, but really good matchup. I'm really happy with this. Next, we got the Booty Man, who I still don't give a fuck about, versus Disco Inferno, who I also don't care. But anyway, the Booty Man picks up the victory here. Sting and Lex Luger versus the American Males. Sting and Luger pick up the victory. They're still the tag team champions. The Giant versus Ric Flair in the world title match. We had interferences here by the Dungeon of Doom, by the Horsemen, by everybody. In the end, it ends in a no contest, which is horrible. But... Good episode of WCW Nitro. I'm going to give this episode of WCW Nitro a 3 out of 5 stars because it was well-rounded, really good show. I enjoyed it. But 
The better show on this night, in my opinion, came from WC, well, from WWF's Monday Night Raw. So let's get into that right now. We had Shawn Michaels versus Leaf Cassidy. Shawn Michaels brings out Super Sock Jose Lothario to be in his corner. Bret Hart's on commentary. He's talking a lot of shit about Shawn Michaels. HBK wins in about 10 minutes. It was a good match, but I feel like it went way too long. Shawn Michaels versus an enhancement talent, you know, going into his main event at WrestleMania. Like, he should have, like, made quick work of Al Snow, but whatever. Good matchup. Bret Hart cuts a promo. He says he's going to punish and destroy Shawn come this Sunday. Next, we got Triple H, Hunter Hearst Helmsley versus Alda Montoya. This was a squash match for Triple H. He's going against the Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania, and he's looking strong going into that. It's too bad he gets squashed, but anyway. He's looking strong. Next, we got a video of Goldust. He's caressing a mannequin that's dressed up like Roddy Piper. We could skip this. Paul Bearer, he cuts a promo on Diesel. He says that Undertaker is going to destroy him. He says that we are on the eve of destruction. Undertaker says that usually he will be fine with just embarrassing and uh, what's called beating his opponent. But come WrestleMania, since Diesel has been making his life a living hell, he's going to take pleasure in ending the livelihood of Diesel. Main event, we got Owen Hart and Ahmed Johnson. This ends in a DQ, so both shows end with a no contest. Camp Cornette attacks Johnson. Yokozuna, Jake Roberts, they make the save. We go off the air with the video package for Brett the Hitman Hart. Both shows were ah. This Raw was better than Nitro, but it was still ah. It didn't seem like a good go-home show, in my opinion. You had Sean struggling to beat a uh, fucking enhancement talent. We had so many squash matches. We had a fucking no DQ like, come on, man. But anyway, WrestleMania 12. We will be covering WrestleMania 12 next Monday on the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. So stay tuned for that. We are on the road to making this podcast even bigger than what it is. We have already over 200,000 downloads this month. And it is all due to your support. So with that being said, we're going to make this podcast even bigger. We're going to do all we can. Starting this Wednesday... We're going to be having interviews with top wrestling talents around the world. Starting this Wednesday, I will be bringing onto the show Nick fucking Gage. We're going to have the king of deathmatch wrestling on this show. So make sure you stay tuned for that. We have a lot of surprises coming to the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. So stay tuned. Keep following. Keep on banging with us. We appreciate it. Have a great week, guys. And make sure you tune in tomorrow to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.